find that anywhere in the archives. We gotta find it. It's it. I. Uh, it would be interesting. It brings back old memories. I'm sure it would for a lot of folks, <laughs> even younger than us. Believe it or not, because that was. I mean, yeah, it's not still a lot going on. younger. For um, what? What? Uh, what else was it? Oh, somebody. I probably shouldn't bring this up on the air. <laughs> well, I mean, it's something that you know. I don't know that. Somebody brought up we ought to name the studio after your dad. I thought that was a great idea. Oh. Call it the, the Ken Kunze Studio. I think that would be a great idea. You know, most of the time when they do those, yeah, it has like a financial benefit. <laughs> well, this is this is the, the you know, benefit is is spiritual. It's you know, I mean. Anyway, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up on the air. I know, but gosh, you know now you. Now you lead me into bringing something up that I shouldn't bring up on the air, but Uh-oh. I want to because I was disgusted with it. And that is the hospital. Visiting hours are until 7. Yeah. From noon until 7. Right. But the front door closes at 5. <laughs> so you had to, and this happened to oh, me. My sister's man. in the hospital. This happened to me. Of course, I I walk with a cane. I have braces on my feet. I waddle, I guess, more. So I parked in the handicapped parking place in front of the hospital, and I waddle myself up to the front door, and it's locked. And the sign says you have to enter through the emergency room. So I walk over to the emergency room. Of course, and then to get to the hospital, you got to walk through these doors. Then you got to walk up that hall where... You go sit when you're going to have a blood test or what. And then go across the front of the hospital and then walk all the way down that other hall to get to the room. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a long way for me to... I mean, by the time I was getting there, I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. So at the end, when my visitation was over, I was like, okay, well, here we go. and start walking my way back up. Um. But when I came down the hall, I saw some lady, I didn't pay attention who, lady exited out the door where they take you when they're taking you to your car in a wheelchair, you know? Sure, yeah. And then I saw a police officer or a security guard come in there, and while the other security guard is sitting in the front lobby at a little desk. Right. And so I said, can you let me out that side door? And, well, yeah. So she gets up off the chair and goes over and uses her fancy little tag and wants me out. So at least when I left, I didn't have to walk nearly. Right. At least twice as far, yeah. probably three times when you think about the parking area. So I was like, if you're going to have law, uh, visitation until 7, have the door open until 7. Yeah. Oh, look at the bright side here. I got my exercise. You got your steps in. So you know <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, you, you know you need to you need to find the the chicken a la king and the chicken, <laughs> as my dad always says. Uh, yeah. Find the chicken a la king in the. the uh, you know where I'm going the with the chicken <laughs> second part. So yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, it is Tuesday. Um, yes. We have Marsha County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer with us this morning. Right. The commissioners had their meeting yesterday, and I actually had went in when I got back and put it in there because you were talking, and I put it in there <laughs> so you would see it was going to be Commissioner Overmeyer. 
Oh, okay. But yeah, I, you I didn't. screwed that <clears throat> up. You thought it was yeah, going to be Mr. Burroughs. Well, see, I thought, I thought, Kevin, I thought you were in Mexico. Oh. I was, but I came back. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Unfortunately, but I see, came back. But I, I saw the photo like on Sunday night, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's not going to be in there. So, you know, Monday, I think I'm safe saying it's going to be Mike Burroughs, and then I find out. Well, we got, no. back, we got back at 1.30 in the morning, got back home. Then by the time you get. Oh, yeah. The suitcases out of the car. You know, it's like two thirty when you finally get to at least in bed, but yeah. then you sit there and now you got to try and go to sleep. Yeah. Like a, so I got up at seven thirty. I thought, oh man, I don't want to go. <laughs> but you did it anyway. But I. So I'm here today. Dedication. Dedication. And guess what? Are you going to be here later this month, too? Yeah, because Mike's on, <laughs> he goes on vacation, our second meeting, so he won't be here. So And we can't have Stan we, on because he is actually a political candidate. So we're in, you know, in you're the in political that spot that we, spot. if we have him on, then we have to have his equal competitor time. on. And in that equal gets, time. Yeah. It gets confusing. Yes. <clears throat> it Although does. I will say it's equal time. For that race, so yeah. let's just say you know, you know, you know, we interview a candidate and they talk for twenty-seven minutes. Well, another candidate from a different seat comes in or another position, and they talk for forty-five minutes. The person who is challenging the twenty-seven-minute one, they get the twenty-seven minutes, but that other one could be forty-seven minutes. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I have to give equal time to each candidate right. that you know they're running for. So, so and you're kind of stuck with me for the month of March. Woohoo! Whether you like it, like or, it not. or not. <laughs> um, I'm I, it. And I will yeah. say, sorry, Rusty. Oh man! If I there are it. any candidates out there, it is up to you to contact me. And that when time runs out, space runs out, you're out of luck. I right. I do not. And you're probably have to, booking up, aren't you? We're starting to fill up. Yes. So. So if you want to get your message out, yep, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Call and make an appointment. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like, kind of like going to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. No, in here. nothing <laughs> like going to the dentist in here. Ever seen Marathon Man, Sir Lawrence Olivier? Yeah, that's yeah. what happens yeah. when you come in here. What, in what is that. it really yeah. like coming in here, Rusty? Huh? It's not like a party, but we're not very scary. You're not. Basically, we're having a discussion. Yeah. Think of it as going having coffee with somebody. Yeah, it it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a cup of coffee and a donut. Yeah. Yeah. I have to lay off the donut part of things, but yeah, got on the scale this morning that said no, no biscuits and gravy for you. I don't. I can still walk, so I have no (laughs) restrictions Uh, until I start using the little thing to get around the The grocery store. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, the ride on. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay till then. Very good. Yeah. Um, why don't we start with Kevin? Okay. And I don't. I know you're probably not. Do you have any music? That well, we I do, but, but you know, it, it, it's oh, it's. Please uh, don't be some weird stuff. Why that one? Helter Skelter. Right. 
See, I think that's what you ought to change it to because it kind of it kind of describes <laughs> what happens in meetings. <laughs> so uh, yesterday yeah. was pretty docile. <laughs> no, I that's figured you not might like that music. one yeah. today. Right. I, I thought you might it. like that one today. So I, you know, we're Kathy not that it. far apart in age, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm old. Problem is, we can't figure out where, but we have so many mutual friends. We had to have run together at some point. <laughs> Just had a weird taste in music. That's not weird. The Beatles? It's not weird at all. Back in the cruising days? Yeah. Peter Frampton? Yeah, Peter. Oh, yes. I love Peter Frampton. On eight, Frampton Comes Alive. On 8-Track. Exactly. I remember that name. <laughs> yeah. And I had 8-Tracks. So. Foreigner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Foreigner was big. Heart. Head East. Heart. Heart. Yeah. I'm getting lost. Oh, Kathy. Although I know there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a heart album in there up on the wall. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, it's yeah. sitting right out there yeah. in the open. You, you may so. have. No, a few, a few, we, oh. we've had somebody come in and scam us off with most of the good stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. That happened when my dad was here. Well, you know, oh. if you're not playing them. He and his second wife, she... I'll sell those and make some money. Yeah. I mean, the money is like, here's $10. Oh. Here's $20. You know, that's what I took this I imagine week. there was a collection. In oh, there, there was oh, a yeah. ton of vinyl yeah. in I there. Bet, yeah. I bet that was Well, worth take it. a look at the wall. Look at I those know. 45s. There's like 7,000 country 45s in there. So. Wow. And they're <laughs> all cataloged. Ooh. I think they're alphabetically, well, aren't they? I'm not sure how much anymore that we have moved things oh, around. Okay. So I'm All not right. sure I was, I was how told, ordered they are. I was but told they by used the, to be, yeah. yeah I was wasn't told by that the room over here full of records or the one over there on the we other side? We used to broadcast from there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, that is right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what was this room? Well, it was just another studio. It was another it was studio, studio, but this yes. was production. Yes. Or, or was it AM? When I was in here, I used to, I did uh, my first uh, audition tapes in here. Okay. Uh, for my first job. And I did them in that room. In that back there. And I'm not sure if that was Andy, because Andy was in here doing something. Um, yeah, it's it's changed drastically yeah. from when I was in there. <laughs> over the years. Uh, over, that one over there was like the size of a, with all the equipment in it, was like a little bit claustrophobic, actually. <laughs> it was. Uh, and the news, I, I'm assuming, yes, was, was across done the, across the in, hall, live yeah. from there. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at stuff in my uh, office and realizing, yeah, this used to be the news broadcast <laughs> studio. You know, if I talk in here, they might be able to hear me somewhere in this building. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Are you telling me something? Are there? you telling me well, something? Well, think about it. <laughs> I'm starting to get paranoid. Oh. Starting to get paranoid. Okay, I don't know we, where we went. Okay, here. I'm sorry. Yeah, we started coming in here in 2022, I believe. And when were you coming Zance, in here, or were you? Were we in this room, and you were in that room? Or? I think we were in that room. I don't think we were in here. I think I can't we were over when there. We changed. I can't. <clears throat> I think the F. Oh, was the in very the front. front room. Yeah. The very front room was where guests sat, and we broadcast right. from this the one. second room. Yeah, yes. which is now our guest studio. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's because really we never where it used was. to. I don't think we ever used to sit with you. Right. We were always in a different room. And see, you know, this just 
adds credence to the fact that this is a huge complex and we are on the 75th floor <laughs> with know, multiple studios uh, surrounding it's, us. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Good thing you have a direct to directory where, where to go <laughs> yeah, on which floor. Exactly. Right down front, look it up yeah. when you come in when the you lobby. you come in the elevators, yeah. look at yeah. the look at the look at floor sure. numbers and see where you're supposed to be because you got to be sure to get to the right floor. You, you could get lost yeah. very easily. You could. You could. <clears throat> you poor people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just keep looking for the elevator that's all yep. i can say exactly <laughs> yep yep when so, you find it let us know <laughs> <laughs> so um in, instead of starting at the top of the meeting i actually want to start at the bottom of the meeting um because you guys actually i want to talk about the regional sewer oh okay uh, because that's the story i did i felt <clears> like that was what people would be most interested in well some people uh, <laughs> well, yes, some people. Um, so you guys yesterday were presented with a resolution from the county attorney. This is actually a joint resolution uh, from the county attorney to basically begin the process of uh, seeing if we can get a regional sewer district in Marshall County. <clears throat> yeah, um, as you know, we had a public hearing back on February 21st. Yeah. At six o'clock that night, and it was very well attended. Um, it was a standing room. Only it was crowd. standing room. At, you know, we have seating for 150, and I'm sure we were probably in the 180 to 200 people that were there. Well, and we never saw what was in the hallway, hallway because they had um, JPR had um, like um, boards Designers. up, designs, and yeah. people that were out there able to. People were able to ask questions, and yeah. they hopefully like, they could give them the answers. And so, you know, we went through that process. You know, there was a few people there that were not totally in favor of it. Uh, but I think as Ken Jones went through his presentation and as Julie Fox read, you know, we had people sign up uh, if they yeah. wanted to speak. And there was probably three or four pages of people that wanted to speak and ask questions. But, you know, Ken talked, which... About 45 minutes. Maybe a little bit longer in that way. I was looking at my watch. <laughs> but, you know, he spoke for 45 to an hour. And I think in his presentation, he answered a lot of questions that people had in the back of their minds. So as Julie read the list of the people that wanted to speak, there was a lot of people that just said, oh, my questions were answered. I don't need, I don't need any more information. And as she went down there, and, and so it went. You know, it went very quickly. We gave people two minutes, and that was usually enough. But um, I, I think it went very well. I, you know, the majority, I'm, I'm going to say probably 80% of the people in there were, uh, they were basically in favor of it. There was, you know, we had a couple people that just don't want anything. But but there, there really wasn't a lot of... Uh, in, during that public hearing, there wasn't a lot of negativity that no, came out. There, no, it you know the I, I will commend the people that showed up. Mm -hmm. um, they were very respectful. Uh, I think we were we were very respect respectful of the people that came in, and, and so it was a uh, you know Ken Jones has said that they've had other regional sewer district meetings in other counties, and you know it gets it's it's gotten pretty ugly with people. And, but uh, the citizens of Marsh County, it, 
I felt it went very well. And for those people that were affected in the lakes area and some of those other areas that we have uh, designated, there's 13 of them. Uh, I know we had uh, a couple from Donnybrook over there on the east side of Bremen that, you know, that they're in dire need uh, because they bought a house. Somebody had, before they sold the house, they put in a new septic system. And I think this was probably five or six years ago. And now they're having problems. Oh, my. So, um, so we uh, sat and listened. And uh, yesterday, uh, our attorney brought the resolution. And it's a joint resolution between the commissioners and the council. And this is just the first step. Uh, hopefully, the council will pass it next Monday. And then this will go down to IDEM. IDEM will have the final say whether this goes forward they'll or not. And listen to the... And we the recorded everything. Um, and that's the great thing about what we have done to the room on live streaming and our recording system. We still have a few problems with people speaking at the presenter's table to yes. get people in the back. And we've tried doing some things different, but uh, it, it's just there's not an easy answer to it. So we're sending all that information down to IDEM. Uh, JPR is, uh, Diane has been working with JPR. So we have the list of the people that spoke, uh, have all the recordings from the people that spoke, and that's like all going down to questions IDEM. Questions that um, people had contacted JPR with. Ahead of time. Yes, those questions are included <laughs> in it. And, yep. and, and so, so all the, they review all, all the, of that stuff. All the letters that were sent to JPR. I don't think there was any that were sent to the county, but for all those people that had questions or wrote questions to JPR, that will all be sent to IDEM. So now, if the county council passes this next Monday, we will send that all that information down to IDEM. IDEM will review it. Then they'll they're going to have their own hearing. And so there will be another and opportunity. And they'll come up here. And they'll come up here it. and have the hearing. So there's another opportunity for people to talk about this. Uh, I, I would, there was one person from the lake area between Lawrence Lake and Lake Latonka that was opposed to it, but they were opposed to anything. So, but I, I think for the most part, the people that were that is in that area they were in favor of it because and as uh, things progressed downstate um, the and that's where all these requirements come from the septic systems is you know we're not making this up here locally we're just enforcing what the state <laughs> of indiana is telling you as a homeowner is what you have to do and where you have to put your well and where you have to put your septic how many feet apart you have to be so uh, we're just uh, the bearer of the bad news. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, but now yesterday during the meeting, though you you did try and and do some clarification, and so you asked uh, for <laughs> there was some, a re there was a reason for that. Oh, I figured I, that. I, I know you did. A difference between a sewer district and a conservancy district because we actually have both here in Marshall County alone. Yeah, um, we have one down at Lake Max and Cucky Conservancy District on the side, and, and that is an elected board because they have different things that they can, um, you know, they can assess property on their own 
as a conservancy district, as a sewer district, you don't have that. The only thing that you can do is assess for that sewer system. You, you cannot do anything else. So there, there's a little bit of difference, and those people are appointed. Uh, it's going to be a seven-member board that was determined by the commissioners. Uh, there'll be one member by the county council, five members by the commissioners, and a person as we are looking at the area between Lawrence Lake and Lake Latonka, there'll be an appointment by the mayor of Plymouth, which in all likelihood would be somebody from probably a Donnie Davidson. Probably like somebody from the sewer yeah. board or something. That's what we would anticipate. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you a question that hasn't, I don't think, hasn't come up in any of the discussions yet. Um, and I attend both city meetings and county meetings, and I haven't seen anybody from the county really come to a public meeting for the city to say, will you take this stuff if we well, get it? Well, that's been... Behind the scenes. I, I don't want to say that. That There's been discussion between Ken Jones and Donnie and the city of Plymouth outside of these. So but it, at some point in time... And, and I'm sure after, um, we'll see what the county council does next week. But then I'm sure that Baker Tilly, who is the financial advisor for, for both of yeah for both of us, uh, and Ken Jones, right. and who has done a lot of uh, work, will probably have discussions between. And it's probably going to be the sewer board that's going to have those discussions, uh, because once the commissioners appoint this, we're kind of out of the, we're out of it. Uh, it's going to be up to those individuals that live in that district who's going to make those determinations. It won't be the commissioners or the, or the county council. Um, the other thing that uh, you tried to get clarified about, uh, who's paying for this? Well, I think a year ago or so uh, when all this started, there were people out saying that, you know, this is going to be a count. Everybody's going to have to pay, pay for this. This is going to be a countywide tax. You know, if you live up in La Paz, you're going to be paying uh, a tax for the, the people down uh, at Lawrence Lake. Well, that's not the fact. The people that are going to benefit are the, going to be the ones that are going to be paying for this. And Ken said, you know, it's going to be, he was guessing around 85, you know, give or take a few dollars, $85 a month for, for, for the sewer. Um, and now, in the long run, it you know... It sounds like a lot, especially in this day and age, as we're paying for gasoline now, you know, it, it's just uh, it's just crazy. But uh, if you live in an area where either around the lakes or I'm going to say Burr Oak or I'm going to, you know, some of these other areas that we have targeted, um, if you want to sell your property and you can't pass a septic inspection, you can't sell your house. You know, you've seen it here mm -hmm. a couple of times from a gentleman up in Tea Garden area that they couldn't do anything with their house and they had to get come in and get a variance, which I've talked about that before, to run uh, a line across our county drainage tile to be able to put in another septic. Well, somebody at the meeting actually said they bought a house and the se can't get a septic that was a lady down at Hawk Lake. And now she had to buy another house. Yeah, that was a lady down. So, I mean. Or Little Max and Cucky Hawk Lake. I 
when I grew up, it was Hawk Lake. And the and so and only the 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 locations <clears throat> the the lakes will be the only ones. The other twelve that have been areas that have been pointed out, they won't pay until the sewer comes to them. And that's and why then they will pay. And that's why we have the board set up to what you know. We have a a few people that have started out with a two-year, then there's a few more that start out with three-year, then a few more that start out with a four-year term. <clears throat> so just in case things progress very quickly, which they th could this happen. Could, it, it could, you know, because we, we were thinking, you know, this, this is going to be a long, you know, this is going to be 15 to 20 years, but in talking with Ken before the, the, the public hearing, if everything goes well, IDEM approve, approves it. And he said you could be looking at two to three years at people out there could could have uh, we could start work putting uh, sewer line in. I told Jim I but, said depending on how fast IDEM moves and if it would get approved, we could actually see a board appointed this year. Well, it, then it, they've got to be educated, so it's going to take some time, and they're going to have to. I mean, they're going to have and, to really dig into this to make sure that the lakes is where they want to start. Yeah. Even though the commissioners have said, we want you to start here. That doesn't that, mean that they have to do that. Exactly. But I, I would think that in all practicality that that's where they would start, and especially if uh, recommendation. Because the health officer, Dr. Hollum, or Faith Freed, who's the administrator, will probably be a, an advisory person to that board from the health department right yeah they'll, they'll have they'll be there for the technical assistance now there there was um or i've wondered and i, I you know there obviously nothing has been put in stone yet because they have to once it's determined then they have to hire a company to draw design a plan and you know there could be you know that could take quite a while before then they can figure out how they're going to get it from out of the point, lakes point a to point into B. town and what road they're going to take along the way but if they would take a road a county road which is where you'll go you won't go out on a state road you'll take a county road and come into town um anybody along that county road could have an opportunity to join on, even though they don't live by the lake. I, I think if I lived, and I'm sure we're going to go down 12th Road, which on the, is on the north side of Myers Lake, and I guess if I lived across the road, I would probably yeah. see about getting hooked in while, while in the beginning. Because, again, as I said earlier, that uh, once you start having septic problems and you don't have enough a big enough lot to put in a second one and that's what some of the stipulations are when you build a house you have to have a second area that you can move your septic field to so uh, i i think if there is an opportunity for somebody that lives across the street i would certainly th consider about getting hooked in while it's in the process and in the beginning and that process means they actually apply to, to the, the board. commissioners? They'll, no. They'll probably apply to the board. When, they, the when it gets district, around when to it. it. Gets, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all, you know, now now we wait another week to see if the council will pass um, the resolution. And there really hasn't been uh, mm. a lot of opposition uh, from the council. 
you know, my husband said, well, when is it going to come down our road? Mm. I said, not in our lifetime. I said, probably not in the people who buy our house next lifetime. Yeah. I said, it's going to be quite a while for that. But I, but I would imagine that, and I don't know because nothing's, and I'm just speculating here, but I imagine it's going to go down 12th Road to the east, cross Olive Trail, down to Nutmeg, which will nutmeg dead ends into the sewer treatment plant. Yeah. So as you're going up Nutmeg, you have Nutmeg Ridge, Ooh, you have Nutmeg that. Hills. Yes. So, you know, and those people are... You could pull in, uh, uh, yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, I know there are some people there from Lake Latonka that were asking questions that they just paid, you know, $250,000, uh, yeah. $300,000 to get their roads paid because... Lake Latonka is privately held, and those are not county roads in there, so we don't go in and do any patching or anything else in Lake Latonka. But they had concerns about, well, if they're going to dig our, their streets up. But all this is, you know, it's mostly all directional bore, so you won't even know what's going on out there because there won't be any, might be a few places where they have to do a trench, but most of it's going to be directional bore. And that would be... I mean, I, in my in my mind, I mean, you always think of the people on the lakeside, but there are are residents along there that, you know, they live on the other side of the street yeah. than in the lake, but they will be included in. And I don't, you know, again, nothing, nothing's been <laughs> planned. You know, it could be on, I would assume it's going to be on the side of the lake, but you don't know what utilities are there. On, it might you know, be it could, easier. might be easier to go side, on the yeah. north side of 12th Road. I don't know, but that will be forthcoming uh, after. That's a ways down the road. It, that's a way. Well, <laughs> it, is, it will be, but I, I would probably guess it's going to be this fall. I think you'll start seeing uh, movement. That they'll do some higher, to get a design. To get a design. Because it's going higher. to take some time to get a design yeah. created for it, too. Um, and, and there has to be calculations and, you well, know. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lift station here and there. And right. To take it from point A to get it up to point B yep. to get it to point C to get it to the sewer treatment plant. But uh, as Ken Jones was, you know, the city of Plymouth lost uh, Pilgrim Farms in Del Monte, which was a big user of the sewer treatment plant. And so uh, this is an opportunity for them to get more uh, affluent coming into the to the city and um, you know, raise their and, and, revenues yeah yeah and and for people who live in the city of Plymouth I will guarantee you that the people who live out in the country will be paying more for the service than what you pay inside the city yeah um, that's just one of the ways it's set up that if you don't live in the city limits there's a surcharge um, for that service so they won't. They won't be getting it any cheaper than what you get it in the city. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we can go back to the beginning of the meeting and start there, which typically the me get meetings always begin with Jason Peters from the County Highway Department. They do. And it did. And he had a lot of road cuts. Um, yes. Actually, it was for Surfair. Yes. Uh, they're they're doing. They're still deploying. Uh, fiber to the homes out there so they in had the Plymouth area yeah they had several uh, 
road cuts that they wanted to do and and actually they're not doing cutting the road but they're working in our right away uh, and they're doing the same thing they're boring and uh, as surf air and marsh county fiber was in last two weeks ago february right. 21st uh requesting assistance uh you know that's one of the target areas that they have is to get fiber is out between lawrence lake and lake Watonka. so um, and you know the commissioners were going to ask the county council to contribute out of our ARP funding, mm-hmm. which is American Rescue Plan, which has changed from day one to day ten, <laughs> two to day three, three to day four. You know, Every in the beginning it was, just, it was supposed to be mainly used for broadband and water and sewer, sewer. and yeah. uh, lost revenue, which but. Uh, so we're going to ask the county council for 500000 a piece for Marsh County Fiber and Surf Air to continue to deploy the fiber to the homes. Um, you know, it's, it's just another, um, I guess I'll... It's you know, become I, a piece I, of infrastructure, well, believe it, it or not. People, you know, people I, 60 and older don't, don't understand it, really. No, uh, but it is actually a piece of infrastructure that communities need to entice people. To... That's one thing when you're buying a house. That's the first thing you ask. Well, you know, what kind of what fi- kind of internet do we have here? Do you got fiber, and you know, what kind of speeds can I or get? Do you have to climb up a pole and hook up the tin can? <laughs> right. Do I have to go out and stand right? on the hill with my phone? Rusty agrees. Cell with phone me. stuff is. Rusty's just sitting there, just shaking his head. Yeah. You got spots down there. Well, you have spots down there with <clears throat> cell phone service too. That's that, the point. Is you that know, there's you know where you're at on 17 based on when you lose yes. the cell call. I remember, oh, I was coming back from Plymouth and I was heading south down there by Lake Latonka. Down there on 17, down there in that mm-hmm. dip where yeah. on the left yeah. there's that marshy marshy area, and I was following the LP delivery truck. And all of a sudden, he just went off the road. And, and he, I remember that. And he drove out there, and I got my phone out because I had AT&T. I called 911. I couldn't get through. Yeah. Fortunately, there was somebody else down there from Culver. I think he had Verizon or somebody. So he was able to call 911 and got, you know. So we ran out there to make sure the guy was okay. But, I remember that. Uh, but we That's could, been I, several I years ago. Yeah, I couldn't, Your phone I couldn't didn't call. work. My phone didn't work. So, uh, and, and the fiber won't help your phone. No, but we need cell towers for that. And and they, who John, knows? And they John, may be coming next yeah, to ask for money. And John Grolick's working on that because we still have two towers sitting on the ground out there, and we know that there's a problem in that area. It's just finding the place to put the tower and the money, which would be another, you know. When we started meeting about this art, it, it's what we can do to benefit the most people. Mm-hmm. It's just not here. We're going to give you a, a ton of money for to benefit five people, right? So, and and that's what, uh, at least in my mind, that's what we should be looking at is how can you benefit the most people. So, yeah, uh, it'll be. It's it's just one of those things. That thing kind of goes day <laughs> by day. You, it, never uh, know. It, you know, it changes all the time. It, it, now, the commissioners actually control that ARP money. 
Well, actually, it? it's commissioner's plan. We put the plan together. We take it to the county council for appropriation of the funding. So, so, if so they you don't have to get both approvals. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Back to the highway department. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but uh, um, he, Jason talked a little bit about a couple of bridges that are going on. Mm -hmm. um, bridge 81 is... I, I wish he would just say I know the, what road, the road which road it is. I think 81 is King Road. <laughs> You know, Bridge 87 is. 80, bridge 87 is. Bridge 81 is Hickory, Hickory Road. Hickory Road. Yeah. Okay. The Hickory Road Bridge, there is a mitigation uh, because you that took we have some to, wetland. We took some and we have to monitor that for, I think, three more years. Right. And the company that has been doing it, their contract is coming up. And so he was. And I don't even know if DL because DLZ is the one that did the bridge. I I don't know why they didn't submit a proposal to continue that, but I don't know. Uh, but we had two. One was Cardino, and the other one was Lockmuller. Lock uh, Which I've never heard of Lockmuller doing that, but I've heard him doing some other stuff. But Cardino is the one who's. The primary around yeah, this area. and they're on a that used to be JF New right. on a Walkerton, so that's who we went with on. I think it's and for three more years. They were low bid. They were low bid. Yep. Um, and so that takes care of that bridge. I and as a low bid, just so folks know, we're talking about forty six thousand eight hundred and eighty three dollars to make sure you still have your plants growing for three years <laughs> to make sure you got the right plants growing and the right trees and you know the the. The deer aren't eating yeah. whatever, or the rabbits are I think we're still having problems out there on Veterans Parkway with that area. So, um, there, you guys approved a little bit on that. Uh, bridge number 87, which is 11th Road, and yep. bridge number 120, which is Upas Road, uh, they received from USI overlook, or looked over, nothing to sign. Yeah. Uh, already signed most of the paperwork <laughs> in dot review next and then send it back so the, the they're in process they're in process and then it's bridge number five and nine which i can't tell you where those are because he didn't say one is up on yule oh okay see I, I, yeah i wish i'm gonna have to correct him on that because you need to if you want to say bridge five, but you need right. to tell us because I, you know, there's 113 bridges or 120, and for somebody to ask me where's bridge number 100, I can't tell you. <laughs> bridge number nine, there is a, a discrepancy on with Nipsco and a gas line there that is, and that having an issue. Having an issue because I don't think Nipsco knew they had the gas line there or they had a different location. You know that's. Uh, as I sit on the board of directors for commissioners across the state of Indiana, you know, this is a big problem with counties and even NDOT on uh, getting utilities to do the work in a timely manner because, as you know, on Veterans Parkway and in Pioneer, you know, with a local phone company back in that day, you know, it it takes 
it, it takes a lot of rigmarole to get something it's moved. It's the utilities that are causing, causing the issues. And, you know, as you're using federal money, you know, you have deadlines that you're supposed to be meeting. And if you have utility that's not going to work with you and uh, move stuff, it, you know, it it becomes a headache. And, and, it, and all it does is cost more money. Um, so hopefully we can get this done. You know, NEPSCO has been fairly good to work with over the years. And, you know, we've had a few issues with some of the other utility companies. But um, it... Uh, if you're, you know, I hear uh, a commissioner from Tippecanoe County, which is Lafayette and Purdue, and, you know, it, it just drives them crazy down there <laughs> to get utilities to do anything. So uh, we were hoping to get some legislation passed that would force these utilities. But uh, if you know anything about state government, utilities have a very big, large lobbying. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, and then Jason talked a little bit about, and I don't know that we ever <clears throat> did. I don't even know that I ever got a news story about it. But uh, the distributor that got hit that, by a vehicle, yes, I don't remember last that either. year. Last year, apparently, apparently, of course, I've slept since then. Um, and it, it, they're still piddling around with the insurance company on this, and we're coming into paving season, and the distributor is something they need. Actually, it's a new distributor yeah. that the county purchased. And so, um, you know, he gave you the warning that he wants to go before the council next week and ask for additional appropriation so they can purchase a new distributor if they determine this one is junk. totaled. Yeah. But he doesn't know where it is, but he's got to we we be prepared. Coming up to the 1st of April here pretty soon, which is... Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's going to go and ask. He's got 41000 in his equipment fund. Uh, he found a used one for $110,000. So he wants to request 68000 right. additional appropriation to cover that cost. And if he doesn't need it, then he'll hand it back yep. in. But at least if he knows if they get rid of it, that he's got to get another distributor in there. So. It's kind of, you know, here you are waiting on insurance companies. We have deadline. We need to get things moving. So don't both do piddling around. It's time to call one of those. Ghostbusters? Know, no, that, like the hammer. You, the, or, they're, you know, the I, I can't even think all those TV commercials you oh. see every week about Lawyer? insurance company. companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, lawyers and stuff. But. Anyway, um, let's I, see. He ta- he he I found something it. about the town of Argus. Yeah, we had a meeting with the town of si- Argus. Sirens uh, or something. Yeah, I. That w- I don't know if that's for their local EMS services. Um, I didn't. I didn't know anything about that one. Okay. But I if they have think. to get a permit, he said it would be free for their permit. Yeah. Um, and then you also brought up, while Jason was still there, um, what is happening with fuel costs? And oh. uh, you know, I was kind of blown away when he said that for the month of February, between just the overtime and the fuel, was over a hundred and seven thousand dollars just for one month. And 
that wasn't even when fuel started going up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it it's gonna um, it's gonna get very costly because when you think about it, um, older adult services, Marshall Stark Development Center, uh, as they're partly, you know, as they're in our county budget, they purchased gasoline off of us out there, and which has over the years because when you buy Eight eight thousand gallons at one time, you, you get a much better price than going to the local gas station to buy it. But you know, our that's going to get expensive, and we always Jason pays that ahead of time, and then the next month we get reimbursed from Marshall Stark Older Adult Services or Surveyor or the Marshall County Sheriff's Department that get gas out there. But you know, it's going to become a burden at at some time. So, uh, well, it, it, just think about it. We're getting into the paving season, so um, and one of the processes they use, they actually bring a tanker of oil to the site to do that, and the cost of that is going to just be growing crazy. So, our dollars set aside for doing road projects are not going to go as far. No, it's going to get expensive. With it being crazy like this, yeah. Um, and then Kathy Hammond, who lives on Cook Lake Trail, uh, was there and made a request f- um, to the highway department uh, about Cook Lake Trail, the condition of the road there, and it it was on the schedule last year, and it is on the schedule for this year. But the weather just turned um, bad, and, and so there were a few roads that we couldn't get done, but. As Jason has always done over since he's been out there, if there was something scheduled in 2021 and we couldn't get to it because of weather or whatever, then it, it was done the following year. But as she pointed out, she didn't think it was on the schedule, but it is. And there was a couple of other roads down there that got just the first layer on and they're going to come back and, and finish, finish them up. this year. And then she uh, also asked about the brush chopper uh, being able to come down there at the ridge and Peach Road and do some clearing. Clearing. So and, it's easier to see and, getting out and of there. And they have been, uh, that it's called the Mower Max. And if you ever get an opportunity to see it, just sit there and watch that thing because they can go up. It does an amazing job. And they, <laughs> you know, I've seen where they've been and you can really tell the difference of them getting the brush chopped back and leveled and lowered so it, it's uh it's an amazing little piece of machinery that we have i i i've seen the evidence of it not just here i mean all over and it sometimes it looks like it's just shredded trees it does you know, you know lawnmower tipped up sideways basically yep. and just goes along i think and, it i think it can go up 25 or 30 feet wow in the vertical position so it it really does the job. Can make a difference. Um, next on the agenda was Matt Hassel, the Marsh County Sheriff. Um, he was mm-hmm. there to ask permission, I guess permission, <laughs> to retire K-9 IROC. IROC. Um, he has been with the department since 2018. He is now six years old. Which is about... He said it normally it's seven five, to eight years when yeah. they retire. Although... But they're still a dog, but they're just to that point in the dog's life where 
they may not be as attuned to what needs to be done. So well, and they get tired of they, jumping in and out of car. Your car, their patrol car. Yeah. And they start to have Hips. hip issues and that kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, and so, that's probably most of the problem. I don't know if there is a problem with IROC, but I would assume that you know those. I don't know if it's a German Shepherd or the Belgian Malois yeah, or yeah, whatever, I think that's but what it is. you know those some of them, those dogs have um, they get to that certain age where their hips start going out. So the canine officer though would like to, to keep, keep the dog yep. as a family pet. And I mean, we've done that been. before with, and I couldn't remember, but uh, Matt said something about Brandon Cooper kept when Brandon was the uh, dog handler that Brandon got to keep his dog. So. I rock down to go with the well, officer it's, and the family. After, after a dog's been with a family for so long. You just hate to break it up. It's kind of like, uh, okay, we're getting a divorce. You're going, you know, <laughs> You're going someplace it, else. It hurts, hurts, the, mean, dog it hurts the, the dog and the, and the family. And, and the family. family. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's great that they've asked to have that happen. So he's going to stay on as a pet. Yep. Um. Let's see. He also talked about one source. This is... Uh, this is the lovely new software that they're using out at the jail. Um, and it's in all phases out there, I will tell you, because the booking sheets come totally different than they ever had been in the past. And now I get an email that's one is the booking sheet, and then I get another email. This is the releases. Used to come all on one page and had all the information I needed. Now I can't. I don't get all the information I needed yet, but I'm working on, on that. Um but I don't know. He's changing is going to save them thirty to forty thousand dollars a year because of the combination of the three programs will be under one. And the you and I are not technology, but, but they have like a server or something, yeah. and they no longer have to maintain the server. The company right. is going to maintain and do the maintenance on the and server. What, when we put the system in the jail, when we built it seemed like forever ago uh we had it was sun guard and i was thinking it was oh there was a couple of different names os i want to say ossi but i don't think that's it but now this company bought sun guard and so it's all going to be under one umbrella so and then uh matt pitney and i believe jordan rands are going to go down to orlando florida to get training on on the system and at the end of this month uh, I just saw in Orlando where Disney World was flooded. Oh, <laughs> they had a lot goodness. of rain down there. Well, there, have you seen the fire too? They yeah. they've got evacuations going on down there in Florida for fire. Oh, Stratus and SunGuard, OSSI, yeah, is Central Square now. And Central sent, yeah. Square is part of that. Yeah, crud. I thought it was OSI, but yeah, I had to look in here to see. I'm read glad my you notes. take good notes. <laughs> uh, let's see, Nick Lafoon. Uh, officer deputy lafoon um had been had been in and talked to you guys about raising the cost to when there's an accident and or somebody calls and and wants information or wants a video the body cam he wants everything yeah he wants a recording of the dispatch the 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 person who called in the call that was dispatched out the responders who and then like if they make the calls from the ambulance to the hospital he wants to hear all that he wants a copy of all that he wants a copy of all of the photos that were taken Mm -hmm. on the scene he wants a copy 
of any video that was used. And sometimes we do use put a drone up and do some drone uh, aerial shots uh, for that. The ex- for I the mean, scene. Yeah, they, they want all of this information. And right now, our current ordinance allows us to charge $15 for that. Now, I, I it was interesting because I thought... Nobody's asked me if I ever wanted to be in a video, but I mean, I walk, I've walked on scenes many times. I usually stay back until the people are out of the vehicles. I don't like that. But um, sometimes they have to watch the whole video, and if they don't have permission to have somebody's face show up on the video, then they've got to go detect that out of there. And it's just like it could take three or four or five or six hours depending on how elaborate the case is and they get fifteen dollars so the proposal is to change it um from fifteen dollars to twenty five dollars an hour up to a maximum of a hundred and fifty dollars depending on how many hours now if they go over the hours for that then that's all free gratis but at least and it takes, you know, it, it was taking a road officer to come off the road and actually take care of that instead of being out doing road patrol. That has now, that officer has now been changed to a detective. So at least he's more on on site, more in the yep. office than before. But it still takes time for him. And so they've changed it. They want to change it to $25 an hour. And he just told you guys about it. You didn't motion to move forward or we'll have it's to gotta have, go through the attorney to get a yep. an amend amendment to the ordinance or yep. whatever but clyde avery the ema director was there for his quarterly report um it was a very busy month for clyde i don't even know what i did with his report but anyway it's been a very busy month with all of it, this last quarter with all of these snow things that we've had and then flooding things that we had had and all of that, he uh, was really, you know, I mean, putting out messages. Uh, and once again, him and Jason are locked in step. Um, J- you know, Jason gets the info to Clyde. Clyde gets it on the Marsh County app. And that's what I when- want to push is for people to get, if you have a smartphone, go and get the Marshall County, County Indiana. Indiana. App. It is free of charge. It is a quick download. <coughs> and then you can find out, like, if there is a flood warning or if there is a tornado warning or all kinds of weather, advisory weather advisories. Yeah. You know, if the commissioners decide that they, you know, want to shut down the county or, you yep. know, because the snow's too bad or fog warnings, all of those kind of things, you can get that on the Marshall County app. Roads closed because of flooding. It's on the app. So get your Marshall County app on your smartphone. That's the best thing to do. But, yeah, they've been working really. I mean, it's been crazy the last few months. Um, He did also tell you guys that uh, everything has been submitted for the EMPG grant. That's the one that pays half of his salary back. Uh, So that should be coming uh, to the county. And... I have conducted Indiana Department of Homeland Security liaison to see if she can provide me with any updates regarding the hazmat mitigation plan update grant. Right. Um, that's something that's coming up that he's going to have to be working on. Uh, 
also. Yep. So there's always something going on. There's always on. something going He's on. He's always a busy guy. And if we get, you know, as we, oh, we a couple of days a ago, there was ham operators a, too. Yeah, I, I remember years and years ago, um, there there was a, uh, there is Ter- Terry club. Green and Dale Schroem who were on the EMA Advisory Council back in the day. You know, they were uh, ham operators and uh, Clyde met, and I didn't realize there was any ham operators left in the county, but mm-hmm. he said there are. Quite a few, actually. There's quite a few, and um, so he, he's trying to resurrect that because uh, I think at some point in time when you lose communication, for some reason, ham operators can still get talked to other people and I don't know well, that. I can tell you why, because we interviewed him. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we interviewed him, and they actually had just had, I think it was in the end of January, maybe, or early February, they just had their winter project where they bring their systems in, their, their computers and their radios in, and operate from a different location. Um, typically, they would be operating outside and have a generator running, but... It's too cold, so they go to a church down in Argus and set up their system there and operate for 24 hours using that. And there are, gosh, I can't remember, I want to say in the neighborhood of 30 to 50 ham operators in this county. Really? Now, they don't all belong to the club, um, but... You know, it, it's, it, it, you don't realize it, but that's a good thing. Because right, and I hate to say what's going on across the uh, water yeah. with communication and, like I said, uh, other things that are being compromised. You know, the ham operators can still continue to operate. Yep, they they're can, not, and they, they can they're get not dependent imp- on electric wires coming come through in and or, those kind or of things. A, or a tower sitting out here where right. somebody takes the tower out and takes all the antennas, those folks can, can they can still operate. So it, it's a, it's a good backup plan when you're have emergencies, whether it's a, you know, just what happened in Iowa a couple of days ago with the tornado that mm-hmm. came through there and just cleaned everything out. A ham operator can still get messages and receive information that can be passed on to emergency services yes that's one thing that they're really big about is working with um other emergency services to get information and then as things that emergency part kind of settles down then personal they can get a message from a family member to another yeah. you know to, i'm safe and this is where i am right or that kind of stuff but yeah that, that was an interesting interview we did uh next on the agenda i, I was kind of I was I was not sure what this meant, but it said uh, David George Pretty Lake Subdivision. I'm like, okay, well, let's, uh, what's it's what not pretty. On? It's not Pretty Lake Subdivision, <laughs> right? I don't know how that got on there. And but. his name is David George, but he it, lives on Quince Road. Yep. And he had an ash an issue when we were having those flooding issues when everything melted too fast and we got some rain and everything was starting to flood up. And the uh, Ground was froze, so right. the water didn't have anywhere to go. And as you had aforementioned about all the roads that we had closed because the water couldn't, you know, couldn't get anywhere. And he lives on the golf course. He actually lives over by Maddie. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. John's. I mean, yeah. right next door, like yeah. to Maddie John's. Yeah, okay. just south of Maddie. Uh, and um, hi, Maddie, if you're listening. <laughs> she does sometimes. Yeah. I will, Maddie, I will be open tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. She'll probably call in though. Um, <laughs> but he was watching the water come up and come up around the back and the side of his house, and eventually. He felt like it was getting way too close, so that he searched around and finally found somebody. Cost him a thousand dollars to rent a, a couple of pumps, pumps to pump two, the two water inch, up. Pu- two inch pumps, and they they then they took these hoses across They're, Quince Road and put the water on somebody else. <laughs> put the water in the ditch on the other side, which really you're not supposed to do. No. But I mean, he, he was. Very concerned that water was going to get into his house. house. And if yeah. he didn't do that, it probably, it probably would have would've. got there. Um, and and the, it, it is a, it's a, a low area it's a, there. Yeah, it's, it's a, not a great no. farm ground or anything. But anyway, basically they were there to talk to the commissioners to see if something can be done. Maybe something under the road to, put, to allow the water to drain away. And so... I made the suggestion that Mike and you, Craig and Mike under the bus. Mike and Jason uh, get with the Georges and go out there and see if, uh, if there's a possible solution. Um, you know, you go what you had just said a little bit ago. It was uh, the perfect, whether it was perfect or unperfect, yeah. situation where you had the snow melt very quickly, and then you get rain and the ground is still froze, and the water never got away. I, I actually I stopped out there yesterday, and I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. And there's no water out there, uh, but I don't know when this happened. If it was last week or the week before, I yeah. I don't know. But uh, so we're going to Mike and Craig and Jason are going to go out and take a look, uh, see if there is anything that can be done. I know that if it I can, know. I don't know if it can. In the field across the street, there is no regulated drain no, that they were is, hoping for. No, and that is, uh, to my understanding, that has been all divided into building lots. Oh. So, um, that's the way it's planted now. So, I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, there'll be more work and more information on that coming up. Yep. Um, now we're to the attorney's report, which we already talked about the regional sewer district opioids settlement. Drugs. <laughs> this this has really turned around. Yeah, it has. It seems it's, like. Um, in the beginning, back what three years ago? In I the believe, beginning, when we had a different Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah, well. The state didn't want anything to do with this back at the day, so right. Marsh County and St. Joe and a few other counties went together and um, filed our class action lawsuit with uh, an attorney firm down in Indianapolis, uh, Malloyd and uh, what was their name? Anyway, so we got hooked up with these people. Yeah, it's on the second page. I can't Co- remember. Cohen, Cohen and Mallard. Um <laughs> Is a multi-district litigation, which there was, you know, several counties that went went with this company because the state didn't want anything to do with it at that time. Well, lo and behold, 
we have a new attorney general. And so they kind of saw the carrot. So they wanted a piece of the carrot. Okay, the carrot is what? A headline saying that you're pursuing this? And so when governor's no, they race saw comes the money. open, they, saw, they signs. saw the money. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy... This guy needs to just get his run for governor over with. And, uh, I wish the... he would just come out and announce it and yeah. be done with it. Yeah, because I'm tired of the every five-minute press release so yes. I can keep my name in front of the public because oh I'm God. running for governor next it, time. And I don't even use all of them that he sends. Uh, he's, he's, it's a, a, he, he's, he's a piece of work. Yeah, he, he is interesting. <laughs> he is definitely interesting. I wonder if he's listening. I he's listening. Oh, I'm sure Hi. he is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's probably on the bottom floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's down in the he's down in the twelfth floor <laughs> office. Yeah, but the the county attorney said that if we sign and go with him now, that instead of getting fifteen percent and we have to pay our own attorney costs. Yeah. Now we're getting six hundred and ninety thousand. Thirty five percent. We're getting attorney. 15% unrestricted and 35% restricted. So ultimately, um, when you the, when the, we, we have to pay our lawyer. Which is 50, a little bit over 59000 which they were at what 33% of whatever we had gotten. Right, is what as, they wanted initially. And then, but now they're down to 8.5% right. because the state stepped in. So... It looks like, like the county, and is, we don't know when, will receive about $621,000. Which 70% has to go towards programs for opioid. And actually yeah. did say you could do something to help families you that can, are, victi- or victims are victims of op- opioid. And then 30% is unrestricted, unrestricted. which... I don't know what that means, but I guess you can use it for anything you want. And it was kind of interesting because I don't think we've seen it, but uh, they actually said that last year we had 15 opioid overdose, uh, opioid, well, overdose, overdose deaths last year, 15. The year before that, we had 12. So the number is going up. And I think John told me yesterday that He's already had quite a few this year already. And this includes the three big guys, they said, and then Johnson and Johnson, but it doesn't include Purdue. Purdue. And there theirs is yet to be coming, so there could yeah. be more money. There could be yet more money coming in that. We don't know exactly when we're gonna get it and how it's gonna come in. I think part of it's coming either April first or July first. Well, there's going to be a, I think Julie said yesterday, April 1st. Which and I think the health department's going to help you. And, I, and I'm sure that like um, ward buyers might with community corrections yeah. and, you know, some of that, those who deal with people. I'm who sure there'll be, plenty prosecutor. Of, there'll be plenty of people that help spend the money. <laughs> Have their hand out. <laughs> so, um, and then. In Julie, the auditor's meeting, she asked, uh, she talked about the Tax Management, Management Association. Yeah, it's for the Homestead Deduction Audit Program. Um, Which they're going to come in and look at 
de in detail the homestead. Oh, it's right here. It's my copy. I actually got a copy of it. Oh, I didn't. Um, they're gonna uh, they're gonna do a three year audit, 2019, 2020, and 2021, and make sure, especially down at Culver at the lake, that nobody is claiming a homestead credit for a house on the lake when they really live in Indianapolis, right? And they're getting a homestead credit down there. And that's I I remember and that's happened I, before. I remember when Penny was. Yes. Auditor or treasurer that there were several people that were maybe living in, and I couldn't think of Hamilton County yesterday. I'm glad Mike was there because <laughs> my brain wasn't thinking. But it was you know, still that, on vacation. That, there's been a few people that have claimed homesteads in Marsh County, but also in another part of the state. And I think, um, and that's illegal. You can't have two homesteads. So. You know, if they go back three years and you live down at Lake Maxicucky, you have a homestead, but you live down in Hamilton or Marion or um, wherever else, and you have a homestead down there, you're going to have to pay a penalty because you cannot have two homesteads. So it could get expensive for some people. And I'm trying to think about um, homestead credit. Okay. I didn't... I, I, I think they're paid only on the on what they find, you're right? Versus a yeah. flat fee. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're just paid for what we what they recover. I I don't remember what the percentage was, but I'll have you to know, read if, through all this information. If you own a house in Marsh County or anywhere in the state, you get a forty five thousand dollar homestead credit. Which, you know, if your property tax is a hundred thousand dollars, you get forty five thousand off of that hundred thousand. So right and then the if you're then if you're a veteran or disabled or other things, you can get more of a, a credit. So uh, we went ahead and uh, agreed to do agreed to do that. You guys haven't even taken a break yet. No. Nope. Do you realize that? Okay. You must. I do. Oh, okay. We haven't even done our first break. No, we haven't. No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, I just thought I might point that out to you. Stan. She don't oh. care. No. Um, no. Mike Burroughs, a follow-up on resolution recording. Oh, he just asked to make sure the recording of that public hearing got set uh, with the petition. And then Stan mentioned about roads blowing up. You can't put patch on top of patch. Um, he, he mentioned about having the county highway guys work overtime if necessary. And he would like to see... Over the next two years, the county do an additional 110 to 120 miles. Um, and he, I'm thinking he wants some of that ARP money to do that. Yeah, I think that's... Um, oh, yeah, because the committee needs to look at it, is that's what, what I wrote he, down. That's what he alluded to. Yes, that's what he said, because well, I wrote it down. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, so he wants some of that ARP money for roads now. So that was the meeting in its entirety. We need to take our first break. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you do your first and last break yeah. together? And uh, we have a prize to give away. Got a couple of them, actually. Uh, since uh, Fred took care of the prizes yesterday, uh -huh. we have a uh, lottery ticket to give away. So, uh, and it's, it's a, a tall one, so it must be a 10 or a $20 lottery ticket. $10 scratch-off from the Hoosier Lottery. And we're going to give that to caller number 6, 936-4096. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller six. Good luck. 
and you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. be heard. Give us a call now at 574-936-4096 for What's Your Opinion? Now, back to Kathy and Rusty. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. That doesn't um, sound bad, but maybe instead we'll have that a leads, taco salad. That leads into our next prize, but that's just a oh, sneak peek. Here's, here's a, here's a prize. We have a winner. Uh, yeah. for we have a prize that just walked in. Yeah. Huh? Jane R. won the uh, the lottery ticket, but, you know, we, we do, we're, we're blessed with the presence of... Uh, I don't know if this blessed? is good or not. The coroner yeah. walking in? Well, I've been dead for weeks. He's just coming in to put the toe tag on me. That's a, <laughs> the tag. Line. Yeah. Do yeah. they still do? have one with me. <laughs> you know, while the coroner's here, though, um, you actually, there actually was a fatal accident yesterday. Yes, there was. Um, you walked so, in. Yeah. Why don't you... I know you can't give us all the details, but you can give us some information about it. Well, it was a... 79 year old gentleman from uh, the Bremen area uh, for what and I'm not sure who the other person was involved because uh, they didn't die he doesn't know well and that's a good thing that, yes. that, yeah. that someone survived yes. 
certainly um, one of the vehicles apparently crossed the center line and got struck on the driver's door and uh, was some very significant damage to both vehicles. And when I pulled up there, it almost looked like a, a car had exploded. And um, of course, then this, this gentleman was deceased. Uh, and then the, the issue of trying to find a family member and then getting him to an appropriate funeral home of the family. Uh-oh. He's getting a call a, right now. Get a phone call. That may not be good news. Actually, um, that, that was a uh, text message from um, the state lobbyist for the Coroners Association. We, uh, when I say we, the coroners in the state of Indiana for a number of years have not been recognized as emergency responders. And uh, what that would mean is if we were working a traffic accident fatality and would be somehow Struck. somebody would drive through an, an accident scene and strike a, a corner and kill him, uh, it would have no death, uh, death benefits. And uh, we petitioned a lobbyist this year for us and uh, were able to get that hopefully passed. It's going to the floor this morning for uh, a final vote in the House. It's already passed the Senate, and uh, we believe that that will happen and then um, look forward to that being signed by uh, the governor. One thing that people may not realize is when you die in an automobile accident, your body stays in the vehicle until the coroner gets on the scene. He's not called right away. They, they take care of the emergency situation part of it, so the other people who need help and assistance, they get them taken care of, and then they call the coroner and have him come out, and he, you know, the, the body is still there until the coroner gets there. That's, that's exactly right. So that, uh, that slows down the process, actually, of uh, the family it. notifications and, and those sorts of issues. And those take some time, of course, because that's not something that you routinely do over the telephone. That's a personal visit. Um, it, those family members deserve that. That decedent deserves that. So we, um, we treat those as though it would truly be maybe a family member of, of one of ours. So we, we try to treat everybody the same. Okay. So who was in the accident yesterday that was deceased? Uh, it was a Mr. Um, Clifford Weldy from Bremen. He was 79 years old. Oh, and where did the accident happen? It actually happened on Veterans Parkway, uh, east of that first bridge that uh, uh, crosses Link, uh, Veterans Parkway. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. Gosh, look at that. How about that? We got a news story right from... The man himself. The there you mouth. go. We will probably get an accident report today uh, from the Sheriff's Department on, on the rest of the people involved but this is the we did get the coroner's information last night actually um deputy coroner ward byers sent out the release yes he did uh, last night yeah. to us so cool i was just making sure that you did receive that i got right there <laughs> and look i even got this fancy 
gosh. Traffic fatality, and right down there it says WTCA News in little letters so that nobody can take it and it. borrow right. it. Yeah. Nobody else can borrow it. So oh, it's gosh. my, it's our wow. logo that Bob made for us. There you go. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. We had to check last night to make sure we had a fatal accident logo to go with the story, and he helped yes. me. Well, and unfortunately, you know, we have those uh, from time to time, and we certainly don't look forward to those by any means. You know, while you're here, too, we talked about the opioid epidemic, and um, the commissioners uh, signed some paperwork yesterday to get opioid we're, money. We're here to help Todd Rokita out. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line. Actually, bottom line. Believe it or not, we've had four drug overdoses since the first of the year involving opioids. And um, you know, they said if, you, somebody said you, they thought you had 15 last, in last 2021. Year? I could have had. I, I don't recall it. I can't keep up with the numbers. They're, they're just, um, He's too we old. had 180 cases last year. So um, when you normally do 102 to 105, and then when you're slammed with 180 cases, uh, it, it's overwhelming. And um, those those things, uh, if, if you're a drug user and you're listening to this, please think about your family. This is not about you. It's about your family. And uh, there's nothing worse than putting your family through the death from a drug overdose. There's a tremendous amount of guilt there. Uh, yeah, and you know what? You can get Narcan if you have a family member who is on drugs. You can get Narcan to be able to help save their lives. Yes, you can. Uh, you can contact the health department and, and get that for nothing. Um, and not only will it save you a hospital visit, maybe, but it certainly will save your life. So that's truly the most important thing that we can offer today. For folks that uh, think that they have to use uh, an opioid uh, to deal with today's society. You know, Kevin, that might be something with that money we get. Um, I know, and I, and I, that wouldn't be, I don't think that'd be the right place for it. But I know up in St. Joe County, they actually got a Narcan vending machine really? in the lobby of the, the jail up there that... Like when you're going to bond somebody out, you can actually, it's free of charge. You don't have to put a coin in or anything, and you can go to the vending machine and get a free Narcan kit. Um, and I don't know that that's, the, <laughs> I'm not sure where the right location is, but yeah. um, I don't, maybe in the lobby of the county building or something that somebody could just walk in, use the vending machine and walk out. Nobody's asking any questions. Questions. That could so, be. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be discussions on how to use that money <laughs> yeah probably so john while you're here uh-oh so you you and i have had some discussions as we always do oh, oh boy do we ever <laughs> <laughs> but you know you we've talked about your caseload has gone from 105 to 110 up to 100 and 40, 150. Now, last year, up to 180. I know you have a couple of people. You have Ward and uh, Les McFarland. I think Les he's Trump. still, or Les Trump, still helping you. But, you know, you've, you and I have had discussions about are, you're 
supposedly, like a county commissioner, supposedly you're paid part time, but is it is it time that we make the coroner in this county a full time position and not part time anymore? Absolutely, absolutely, it is. You know. Um, Not to put you on the spot or anything, but I don't think I can ever put him on the spot no. because he's just going to tell me what he thinks. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yes, he's, he's, he's not going to hold back. But, you know, like I said, you and I, we've had those discussions. And, you know, when when you have a death like this accident or a death at the jail or, you know, a death that is not uh, is outside the norm. You have a lot of stuff that you have to do as a coroner. You have a lot of paperwork that has to be filled out. I mean, it, it's just there's just a tremendous amount of work that has that you put into a death, and I don't think people realize that. You know, for every case we have, uh, I would expect that there's probably four to five, maybe even six hours worth of follow-up work that we have to do on every case that we do. And then, on top of that, our legislators have passed so many laws. Now we have uh, a child fatality review team that we have to participate in. We have just recently, they passed a drug overdose and suicide panel that we have to participate in. That when you take a look at the big picture, our time is spread so thin that it's so difficult, um, and if you recall, I, I asked for um, a part-time position as a, as a clerk to do some typing for us simply because uh, it's just we an overload. are so busy. I know. Uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up since you walked in here on my hour and a half, so I just figured <laughs> I'd put you on the spot. Well, I, I just showed up to make sure that the folks got the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it is time. Um, I think at time in, you know, that that position needs to be looked at as a full-time because of what's going on around not only the county but the state. But, uh, you know. Oh, my gosh. You, you've just been, 2021, you were just slammed. It's... Uh, when you think of 180 deaths, that's one every two days. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And um, it, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Mm -hmm. I think we're um, already up to case 42 for the year. I think we had 26 cases in January. Um, the only advantage for February being a low number, there's only 28, 28 days. days. <laughs> <laughs> but, Next year, uh, it'll be 27. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, all in all, uh, we have just simply been slammed. I'm going to ask you another question. Sure. Are, are we ever going to have a dedication out there at the <laughs> I wanted to do morgue? It, I wanted to do it this fall, and we just simply ran out of time. And COVID. Uh, and COVID. And COVID. And uh, so, I'm, I'm going to do one in the spring as soon as... The ground settles enough that we have some place to park cars because right now uh, we have ruts out there. Yeah. Uh, now, fortunately, the county highway, God bless them, they they have done a wonderful job for our driveway and that sort of thing. 
but um, the the ground around the building is still really soft and very muddy. So, uh, but this I, spring I, we're going to do it. Yeah, I I think it's important, not only from your aspect, but um, from everybody else's aspect that what this building has done for the residents of Marshall County. Oh my gosh! It's you know, I've had that. you know, I had a commissioner from Wayne County. I was at down at AIC telling him about your the van and uh-huh. your power cot that you got went out there and took some pictures video sent it down there to him and you know his coroner down there said you know we need to get one of these so you know it, it's a state of the art facility out there it as is. much as it can be yes and, and i think it just the public needs to come out and just see what you have out there we actually are one of um less than a handful of morgues that actually has negative pressure in the autopsy suite, which is something that you have to have when you deal with any type of airborne communicable disease. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the COVID that we dealt with for, for two and a half months, or excuse me, two and a half years, years um, we had autopsies that needed to be done but couldn't find a pathologist to do them. And uh, because of the fear of those folks contracting a disease. So, um, and now in this day and age, you don't have to drive to Fort Wayne. No, oh my <laughs> Lord, no, no. And that, it, it, just, it has been a godsend. Yeah. It truly has. Well, hopefully sometime in May or sometime it, I, I we, would can, guess. we can, we can I do that. Guess. Yep. Yes, yes. If I can get the commissioners maybe to buy some refreshments or something to hand out that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy, did I get a dirty look. There, there. you go. <laughs> Everyone forget about this. <laughs> there you go. But certainly he's got some uh, ARP money. I got available. ARP money. <laughs> but certainly that's Todd Rokita is going to send us a check. Oh, <laughs> we, go. Uh, yeah. we 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 just we want to make it a positive experience. That's yep. the bottom line. Good. So and we're here to serve the public. That's what he always tells me. Man, every day he tells me that. And, I'm here to serve the public. You know, I I recently talked with. Uh, Terry from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home and he talked about you and him coming in together and giving some information to people about you know the process when someone dies and you know from an accident and how the coroner has to notify people and all of that kind of stuff. It's amazing how over the last two funerals have changed. Oh my gosh! Yes, I mean it's it's not the norm anymore. It's just, I mean it's just totally different now. You know, it's service will be later or burial will be at a later date, and or private family. I mean, it's yeah, a lot of it's just. You know, it used to be just. I don't want to say you know a celebration that people everybody showed up, but now it's just uh, it's just totally different. It's changed. Yeah, it really has. Okay. Well, I I think we can let we can take a break. Yeah, we need to and get our second commercial break in before the top of the hour and the news wants to start on top of us. And we got Swan Lake Resort. Okay. Uh, It is is Tuesday night. Yeah, this is for burger and fries, six bucks. Uh, Going to give that to caller number eight. Caller eight five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller eight burger and fries at the chop house. 
today is I got a text message from Jack Jordan this morning. Uh, the legislators will be done today. Oh wow! Okay. And the joint resolution that was signed by the commissioners and the council for the extension of the special lit fund is not in there. So you'll work on it for next year. Well, it will not be in this session. Okay. As opposed to some people, what they said that they could get anything done. uh, It didn't get done. All right. Okay. But you're going to get a burger and fries if you can be caller number 8574936496. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. To demonstrate the power of Cricket Nationwide 5G, we brought in this monster truck. And to tell you Cricket 5G is available on every plan at no extra charge, we brought in this fleet of monster trucks. Now that's power! Get powerful Nationwide 5G on all plans at no extra charge! Plus a Cricket Dream 5G phone free when you switch! <laughs> Tastes like power too. Smile, you're on Cricket. Must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 a month plan. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. It's Tuesday. Come on, sway. Oh, yeah. Let's sway. Yeah, a little swaying for Tuesday. All right. Very good. Um, okay, it, we're over time, but uh, quickies in the news. Blake Bennett with the Marshall County Sheriff's Department did a traffic stop Friday night, about four. Friday night, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Twenty-nine-year-old Sergio Perez of Plymouth uh, was arrested after canine diesel was deployed and found narcotic odor coming from the vehicle. 
Uh, he was booked into the Marsh County Jail for possession of cocaine or a narcotic drug. Um, also, congratulations to the Plymouth High School speech team. They won the Northwest National Speech and Debate District Tournament last Saturday. It was actually held here at Plymouth High School. Um, that was a tournament that qualified for the National Speech and Debate Tournament that's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky in June. And there's a list of the qualifiers and the uh, alternative alternates if it happens. Uh, U.S. Granules Corporation announced yesterday the promotion of uh, three men who have been working there. Um, happens that they're all PHS graduates. Sure they are. Uh, Nick Cheney, Brian Howard, and Zach Scott. They Nick Cheney. Uh, was promoted to executive vice president responsible for company-wide oversight of all corporate and administrative departments and plant facility operations, as well as continued ex uh, continued business development. Um, and in going through on what he's involved in and all of that, uh, uh, he is a commentator for WTCA yes, for boys is. basketball. I'm going to have to hit him up for a loan now that he's rich. <laughs> uh, next was is Brian Howard. He was promoted to vice president, administration and technology responsible for uh, company-wide oversight and execution of administration, human resources, safety, and quality assurance. And finally, Zach Scott has been promoted to vice president, operations responsible for company-wide oversight and execution execution of plant facilities production and maintenance departments so congratulations there's more information if you read the story on the website at am1050.com or on our facebook page um also the south bend woman was arrested by county police this happened saturday about five o'clock uh there was a traffic stop in the area of State Road 10 and 331, the driver was identified as 31-year-old Candace Craig of South Bend. Once again, diesel, the K-9, was deployed and alerted, alerted to the presence of our narcotic odor. Uh, they did a search. They located suspected heroin, methamphetamine, and crack cocaine were located in the vehicle along with drug paraphernalia, paraphernalia and syringes. She was arrested. Um, there's a little story there from the Libertarian Party. They had their state convention last weekend. And then finally, a Bremen pair was arrested. This was from Monday. I just got this yesterday. It's from Monday, February 28th at about 930 at night. Marshall County Sheriff's De deputies responded to the report of a suspicious vehicle and persons in the 12,000 block of 3A Road. Um... They located the people, 38-year-old Christopher Hurley of Mishawaka and 49-year-old Cheryl, Cheryl Eskridge of Bremen. Uh, K-9 diesel was deployed, alerted to the presence of narcotics. They did an investigation. They located suspected methamphetamine and cocaine. Hurley was found to be driving a vehicle with a license status of suspended. They were both transported to the Marsh County Jail. Um... 
Christopher Hurley was arrested for possession of cocaine and a narcotic drug, possession of methamphetamine, driving while suspended with a prior charge. And the woman, Cheryl Eskridge, was booked into the county jail for possession of cocaine and possession of methamphetamine. And that's it for today's news. Woohoo! Okay? All right. All right. Now we're way past news. It's time for birthdays. Yeah. Like how I picked up on that uh, that cue there? I'm... Yeah. It's my theater training. Thank there you. There you go. Uh, Jennifer Marco is 50 years old today. Jennifer, happy, happy birthday. birthday to you. You're in the birthday hat. You're eligible. For four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Anniversaries, don't got any? Get them in here. If you have an anniversary this month, doesn't matter when, we'll wish you a happy anniversary. You'll be eligible for 50 bucks. Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home gives one lucky couple a $50 prize. At the end of the month, we draw them out of the other hat. Now it's time to train post. You can buy some train giveaway. Four items, four days, for free. Out of items, get them in here. We need to know if you're going to have a sale. Listen, it's going to be 200 degrees outside this weekend, so uh, have a sale. Actually, it's not. It's going to be a nasty weekend as far as I know. But it's going to be coming. You're going to be able to have sales. You're going to be able to have sales again. Get them into us. So that is the trading post for today. That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. And, and then, who knows what uh, tomorrow will bring, but... I know what tomorrow will bring. It's the Center for Hospice is what tomorrow will oh, bring. Okay. So, there you go. And uh, we start all this stuff at 9 o'clock, so have a great day. Tune back in then. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA, Plymouth.